Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. So what happens when you brew a bad pot of coffee or just a bad cup of coffee in general? It doesn't taste good. And that can be to whatever your liking is. Everybody has different tastes and flavors. So you dump it out, right? You pour it out. You try again. You try to figure out maybe what what did I do wrong that last time or Maybe it's not even just wrong. You just were trying something new or had a new type of coffee maker, whatever. Anyway, point is, it's okay to have maybe not your best brew of coffee, dump it out and try again. And I feel like this is what happens every New Year's for us is no matter how the year went, we get to pour out that old cup of coffee of that year and we get to start a fresh one in the new year. It's part of the reason why New Year's is actually my favorite holiday. I know everyone else says Christmas or other holidays throughout the year. And for whatever reason, I've always loved New Year's, not because I go clubbing or partying or anything on New Year's Eve. Uh, I really am very boring. I have traditional things that I make at home and watch movies and watch the ball drop. And then the next day is actually my favorite because it's sort of a fresh year. You get a fresh canvas. You get a fresh blank book to start your story all over again. It's just the coolest time of year, in my opinion. And I like to make my bagel and locks and watch the Rose Parade and then again watch, you know, Twilight Zone marathons or whatever else is on TV and just chill at home with my cats. And also, I do like to reflect on the previous year. Now, I know most of you out there are probably feeling like 2020 part two. I did do a podcast, New Year, New You. Uh, for 2020. So by all means, go back and listen to that. I think it's still applicable for sure. Uh, And then 2021 sort of became part two, like this longest continuation of 2020. Well, ironically, 2021 was probably a worse year for me personally, in some ways. And I say that being um, my brother-in-law, Larry, passed away from cancer. Still very surreal that he's gone. Um, very blessed that I got a chance to go out and see him and visit with him um, and then sadly in San Diego and then sadly went back for his services and um, my our sweet Bonnie girl cat um, came on very suddenly with ki- kidney disease and we had to let her go in August and that was extremely hard especially when she was very, very healthy and then was very sudden. I mean, she was 18 years old, but still, it's never long enough for those who are for baby parents out there. And then just a few weeks ago, I learned my, my great aunt Bev passed away. Now she was 93, which is amazing, but still a shock, you know, because and I know every time I open my social feeds, I feel like maybe it's just the age. I'm, you know, I'm in my mid forties now. Maybe it's the age that we're all reaching where people's parents are passing away left and right. And people in your life are passing away more often than not. Um, this life stage is not always that fun. And my aunt Bev was amazing. She was just the sweetest, nicest lady, strong woman of faith. 
she was always there. My mom, she was my mom's favorite aunt, and they used to go to lunch together along with my mom's cousin, Donna, who is also a wonderful lady, still with us, um, although also getting up there and not great health. Um, so anyway, just a few of the losses this year, and also a good friend of mine, um, his mom passed away, and then another good friend of mine's dad passed away. And anyway, it's just been one of those years where I feel like a lot keeps happening around us. But then I also want to reflect on the good things that happened this year too. And I started a brand new role, still with the same company, but a brand new job, brand new team, brand new leadership. And I couldn't feel more blessed and grateful for that and getting to try different things and new things and challenge myself in different ways and stretch and grow, which I love. Um, my podcast reached, you know, 3,000 downloads and counting. Actually, I don't even know what the latest count is uh, because, hey, it's just numbers. But even more importantly to me, I've just really appreciated so many notes and texts and emails from all of you. And that's why I do this. It's just if this, if any of these messages from my experiences even impact you a little bit or make you think or help you to get through something, that's all I'm doing this for is really is really that and I, I don't mean to sound all altruistic about it but it is true um not my day job but definitely a blessing to me too so a lot of good things happen and I'm trying to keep from lamenting also what I didn't get done this past year you know I started the new year um if you listen to my old podcast you know I'm a one word of the year type person didn't quite reach all my goals this year, finish my book, lose weight, you know, do get into better shape, all these things. But I'm also not going to kick myself too hard for that. I am going to recognize that I can do better and I can be better. That's for sure. Um, but in the midst of it all, pretty just content and at peace with, you know, the year coming to a close and super, super excited to move forward into a new one. So I'm going to jump into some sips because as everybody, I'm sure, is winding down this year and thinking about the new one, there's definitely this natural way, and I do believe we should do this, this natural, okay, 2022, brand new year, what does it have in store? And I know it's really hard to think that way because we have no control over the environment around us and what's going on, and it seems like that keeps changing our plans. But I think that there is actually quite a bit that we can do uh, to keep moving forward in our own lives. So I'm going to jump into some sips. So sip number one, reflect on the previous year, but don't get stuck in it and don't wallow in it. And don't focus on all the negative things that happened to you. Focus on what you're grateful for, what you learned, who you met, what you did, and in fact, our, our New Year's card this year is all about simple joys. And I uh, was in this book club reading The Joy of Appreciative Living with a few of my peeps. And what an amazing book and formula for just creating and being intentional about joy. So reflect on what you're grateful for. And it's always in those simple, basic blessings of your, in your life. So start, start there. But don't get stuck in the nasty and the wallow and the, the drama of it all. It'll only stress you out and only make you to start to feel more regret in your heart. And you don't want that. And encourage people around you. You know, encourage your teams. Encourage 
your family is just like, what are you grateful for? You know, what, what were some highlights this year? What were some things that you just feel super blessed about or some, some small joys that, that were these mindful moments throughout the year that you'll look back on and just go, oh, that was such an awesome moment. I remember one for me was we went to Amelia Island and we'd never been there before and it was driving distance for us, which was great. I remember just looking out at the water and just having that peaceful moment of, you know, tranquility and just great graciousness of just God's blessings on my life and just appreciating all that he's done for me and bless my life. And those moments that you have, and if you can stay mindful in those moments, I think those are the ones that truly matter and that you treasure for all time. All right. So how about a second sip? Identify, sip number two, identify what's in your control and what's not in your control. And then make good choices about what's in your control. So like I said before, you know, everything going on in the world with COVID, with politics, with just all the drama of it all in the media. And, you know, he said, she said, and BS on social. It's like just, you know, this, none of that is in your control. What's in your control is how you act and how you respond and how you allow fear to get into your life how you allow information to get into your life, how you allow any of that to impact you, you do have control over that. And you do have control over your actions and your choices. Uh, There's a quote, I have no idea who said it, but I like it. And I'm going to probably butcher it because I'm just going to paraphrase. Someone said, you know, life is all about making choices. You know, always do your best to make the right ones and then always do your best to learn from the wrong ones. Well, I actually believe that there's not really a lot of our choices we think are wrong or not wrong. Now, there are wrong choices, absolutely. You know, if you break the law or if you're doing drugs or if you're, you know, just making bad choices, if you want to go out and stab somebody. Yeah, okay, there's a lot of bad choices, wrong choices you can make. I think a lot of times in life, though, we put labels on wrong choices as being, oh, I took a different job and now I regret it or... I decided to go back to school and now I regret it. You know, there's these regret type of things, but they're not wrong choices in the moments. If you really do spend the time to weigh them, to, um, in your heart, like quiet the noise, quiet the voices around you, what people, all people are going to have an opinion because they're all going to tell you what they think you should do. But it really comes down to the choices that you make for your life and you're the only one living it. You do need to have some sort of a decision-making tool, and that can be the criteria, that can be meditation, that can be prayer um, to decide. That's definitely seeking wise counsel, wise counsel, not just any counsel. It's very important to help you make those choices. But still, sometimes choices don't pan out the way you think they're going to. So, But that's okay. You can always course correct. You can always detour. You can always say, hey, at least I know now, and I'm glad I took that risk. And you can detour. It's a little detour, and then I'll come back onto the path. But life is all about choices we make, but they're also all about risks too. Because if you don't make any risks, then you're not really living. So, But just learn and know too that there is accountability there, that the choices you are making for your life, they're, they're your choices. And there should be accountability for those choices too. So don't blame other people for that. Just go, okay, well, that didn't pan out. That's all right. On to the next. And the final sip. If you listen to my podcast last year, 
Um, you know that I'm a big believer in in finding a word for the year, establishing a word of intention for the year and not resolutions. And let's be honest, New Year's resolutions, who keeps those? Like who literally, if anybody keeps those legitimately through the month of December of the following year, please contact me and let me know because I've never met anybody. And I would like to meet that person. I'd like to talk to that person. I'd like to understand how they stick to it. That's pretty impressive. Um, But for me, one word is a lot more attainable, and I'll tell you why. When you create New Year's resolutions, you're often in this mind space, this head space on the first beginning of the year. You're fresh, you're ready for it, and you get really, really overly ambitious. And you often write 10 of them, or 12 of them, or 15, who knows? You write a dissertation often. And they're usually very lofty goals. Um, I want to run a marathon, I want to lose weight, I want to do this, I want to buy a car, I want to get a PhD. I mean, they're just all usually very big. And research will show, studies will show, Google it if you don't believe me, that usually people are pretty much already not on their New Year's resolutions by like February. And in fact, even I think more like by end of January. And I think why is because we put too much pressure on ourselves and we make it too big, too much, too fast. And that's not how you achieve goals in life. They got to be small steps, small bite-sized snackable steps just like you consume media and towards a bigger vision and I think for me that's what the one word does really well is you choose a word which also sounds like a lot of pressure but it's really not you choose an overarching word or theme a vision for your year and then all the other snackable bite-sized actions and tasks and goals and such that tee up to that get peppered throughout your year, not just, you know, a laundry list in the month of January. And what's interesting is, is, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, I think it was 2019 was my legendary year. So that was my word, legendary. I wanted to make it legendary. And the word actually manifested itself in ways in my life that I did not expect. And what was so cool was that I didn't feel this pressure like to be a legend myself, but to do legendary things that would make a difference, make an impact and lasting impact. It just so happens that that same year, I we saw a bunch of actual legends in concert. And then I was, you know, given and, and with much gratitude and blessing and humility, uh, awarded something at work that was very a legendary type lifetime achievement thing. And so it was like, it was really fascinating to me, like the more I focused on the word and, and what I could do in my daily life to uphold that word, that vision in my life, it just really came out in such unique and creative ways throughout the whole year. And anyway, I've done it every year in my, um, my circle at work, my lean in circle, and, you know, lead the group through that and also do it with a lot of my teams at work. And a lot of the same feedback is the same, is the same. It's, it's this nice, almost mantra word that you kind of hook on to for the year, but it plays out in so many different ways. So if you know a word and you have a word for your life that you want to have as an overarching vision, then do it and then start to really just ponder and think and not put pressure on yourself to have like this 12 month, 365 you know, a day plan, but just really meditate on it, pray on it, reflect on it, you know, sit with it for a bit, make sure it also feels natural to you. And it also plays out naturally to you in the months to come. And if you're not sure, 
there's a great tool. It's on myintent.org website, and they have a word finder quiz. And they have articles, and they have different words and stuff. So you can find inspiration there. And um, I took the quiz this year, actually, already. And I kept getting the word inspiration. And that was actually my word in 2020. And I, it kept coming back as that. I kept retaking it, thinking, oh, maybe I'll just, you know, I know it sounds like I'm totally working the system here. But again, you don't have to choose the word that comes back to. But what was interesting for me was the word inspiration to me was it played out in me wanting to inspire other people. And really, and and that's one of my goals in life. It's part of my, my overarching vision and mantra, mantra of my life is to add value to others and to make the world a better place and build and develop great leaders. But I needed something that was going to be a little bit stronger for me because I did need to, need not, needs a bad word, want to truly feel motivated to do some things in my life that in some cases, yes, I need to do. One is, you know, taking better care of my health, losing weight, and um, also want to feel more motivated to pour into, finally finish my book that's been like years in the making that just kind of sits there and haunts me about leadership. And so I decided that my word for 2022 is motivation. And for me, motivation feels more actionable. It feels like I can sink my teeth into it a little bit. Um, and But what was interesting, and I was telling a friend of mine this last night, we were texting actually, that it's caused me to reflect on the word and really reflect on what motivates me, what actually motivates me. And here today, I will tell you, I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm still doing some deep work around that I might come back in another podcast maybe after the first of the year and tell you where I landed because I think in the next few days I'm going to continue journaling about that like what motivates me what fires me up what gets me going especially in the vein of how I want to see these goals play out throughout the year so there you go final sip choose your word for the year make it your intention make it your theme make it make it a part of your life every day So when the ball drops at midnight this Friday, I want you to exhale along with that ball and get rid of 2021 and welcome in 2022 and determine right then and there that you're going to brew the best coffee for your life in this new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.